Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Tamaris Merrick Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have an amazing mindful chat with Shivani Ashaya. She is a meditation, mindfulness, yoga teacher, and she's also helping those individuals with their health and herself. So I can't wait for you guys to learn more about her. So thank you so much, Shivani, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. So I always ask, what's a little fun fact that people may not know about you? Well, one of the fun facts I think is, is that I don't really love the yoga asanas as much as people assume because I have yoga. I, I'm a yoga instructor. Yoga is in right. the name of my teaching or of my business. Um, it's really just been something that has proven time and time again of being worthwhile. So it's I think it's just kind of a fun fact that because people assume that you teach it, that you're just like, you love getting on the mat each day, but really it can be, it's a discipline for me. And it's, yeah. Oh, it's a hundred percent a discipline for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I've literally made um, yoga, my passion project years of study. And, you know, it's, it's, um it's on the, it's what you do off the mat. That is really, um that makes the impact. Yeah. yeah. That's been the part that's been amazing for me is watching how just committing to doing the daily morning practice and giving myself time to take the surface level of my mind and listen to the parts of my body, how much that really does come with me throughout my day and make a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's so important. Um, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I talk about, you know, mindfulness on a daily. So it, um, I think what it is, is those little, um, things that we do to help us get through the movement is just a part of, you know, getting you to where you need to look within, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's chat. Let's talk about how you got into Shivani is your yoga name, your Ayurvedic name, right? We were speaking with about how, how did you kind of come into this transition into it? So what did you do before? Um, I was a housewife. Um, and then I That's started. Great. Having... I mean, housewife, house mom, all of that is work. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I loved. I mean, I love being a housewife and taking care of my kids. But I just started so having important. a lot of um, physical challenges, and so that's what got me on the mat originally. About twenty years ago, I started. Um, I had signs of rheumatoid arthritis, and mm-hmm. I wanted to nurse my children, my middle child. Um, mm-hmm. So my only Aww. solution was to find pain you know, pain management and it was yoga. Yeah. No, that's totally understood. I have little ones, so I totally get it. It's just in general, you want to be pain-free with or without being a mom, right? You want to just have the best life that you can be. And then, you know, and being a mom is challenging. Then you have to, then you're trying to do good for them. And now you are in this pain 
sense or you, you were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis or family, family diagnosis? Yeah. So it turned out like, um, they weren't, it wasn't showing in my blood, but they, um, one of the best doctors in the Portland, Oregon, uh, area, he determined that that's what it was, but in nine months time of me doing regular yoga, all of the signs went away. Good, good. So have you done, um, also nutritional work and counseling like overall mindfulness counseling? Um, yeah. So, I mean, basically that's where I'm in to quite a bit now. Yes. That's what I figured. Cause I was going to say there's a, uh, being a functional medicine provider now, it's like when you put them all together and all, it all is incorporated into chronic illness. So how did you kind of work to help heal yourself with RA and your yoga and stuff? So let's, let's hear about it. Um, well with the yoga, like I said, it was just simply doing the mat, um, the mat work. Um, and then that kind of led me into some other aspects. Like you said, the chronic illnesses are not just one thing. There are multiple different areas. So that led me more towards meditation. And I got to see some of the mental and emotional things that were holding me back, um, kind of self-defeating types of aspects. And did you find yourself initially having difficulty getting into meditation? Because when I talk about meditation, um, people think it's just sitting on sitting, you know, just sitting down in a chair and, you know, and, and they get, they get nervous about it. They worry, Oh, how do I do it? And from somebody that with very scattered mind, I had to learn and, and it was like a necessity. It's a necessity now, but you know, um, once you figure what works for you, whatever meditation, um, tool for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I had tried some more like they were guided meditations and I don't have anything against it. Sometimes I enjoy listening to people now, but at that time, um, I was very protective of my internal world. So I didn't like Mm -hmm. any of those types of meditations until I found a meditation tool, which is called the art of ascension. And for me, it was very, very simple and easy to use. I didn't have to sit a certain way. I didn't have to control my mind. Um, Instead, it was just utilizing a, a, a tool that kind of distracted myself from the busyness so that I could experience those deeper um, levels of myself, of that inner intelligence within. I love it. No, I, I could not agree more. I mean, you're, you're expanding that consciousness that you may not have seen before or not, or been afraid to do or whatever, Mm -hmm. not just you, but other individuals listening on say, I can't meditate. I can't sit with myself. I can't understand. And it's also rechanging the voice saying, no, you can, this is part of the equation and there's no right or wrong way of doing it. And I, I think that's part of the, you're, you were able to re- organize your thoughts and your mindset. And now you're working on that with other patients and other clients. Absolutely. So I spent quite a bit of time teaching meditation, but then I also, you know, cause I think uh, like you were bringing up nutrition and all of those, that was, that was the last leg of my journey because I, I just didn't want to go there. You know, like you said, some people want to are uncomfortable with their minds and they don't want to go there. Um, that was definitely the case for me, but as I moved into the studies of Ayurveda and seeing how Ayurveda, yeah, I had to do that with my yoga therapy training and I did, I I just touched on, I would not call myself a practitioner, but I just touched on Ayurvedic and it's beautiful. So tell me more about what you've studied with Ayurvedic medicine and what that is, if you want to generally talk about it. Um, I'm currently 
attaining my um, master's. I'll finish. I'm just finishing up my bachelor's and I'll get my master's and potentially even a PhD. But Ayurveda is all about the energy. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. We're always learners. So, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, whether I have a doctorate or not, doesn't matter to me. It's like, I feel like I'm always learning something like I'm in a functional medicine, you know, training and yeah, there's always something to learn. That's, that's exactly what happened for me. Like I said, I just was not interested. And from that moment that it, the, uh, the flip, the, the switch flipped the on, switch there we flipped. go. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. trying to, um, then it's, it became apparent to me that this is going to be, there's a lot to understand about our bodies and about the oh, uniqueness oh, yes, of yes. each individual, you know, cause each person is not just a physical form, they are emotion, their mental state, and then their consciousness, everything, all that's all coming together in some unique form and it's expressing itself. And if there's a little hiccup in there, then, you know, and it just needs to be ironed out. And again, that's what I love about Ayurveda because it really looks at us much more as energy and that there's nothing really wrong other than it's a little out of balance. So what do we have to do to get that back into balance for you? Mm-hmm. Where, um, what's your dosha or do you have a mixed dosha or do you feel most people, I talk about doshas, but would you explain the basics of the doshas for individuals listening? Yeah. So there are three doshas, um, Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. And Vato is usually like the creative, the movement aspect. Um, typically people that are born full Vata would be very thin, have irregularities in their bodies. So that may mean they're really short or really tall. Um, they can be kind of scatterbrained. Sometimes their mouth won't keep up with how fast their brain works. And mm-hmm. so the, I do have a little bit of that in me. Um, Pitta. Oh, I definitely is- have that. <laughs> Definitely have. I'm a, definitely a mix, but yes, Marshall bought that for me. Yeah. And then P- Pitta individuals are a little bit more medium builds. They have um, strong intellect. They can have reddish features like red hair. That's the fire and water element of um, Pitta. And then Kappa is more ground. It's earth and water. And these individuals are very soft and sweet and supple. Their skin beautiful. They have big beautiful eyes and, um, just lovely features. That's awesome. How, um, how have you, like, was there certain foods that you eat? Um, anything that when you said you nutrition was the last part of your equation, what was that for you? What did that mean? Um, well, largely it's, um, just discovering a few things like, again, cause I have the pit of Vata. So I have a lot of irregularities in me and except for I have a lot of fire. So one of the things that I had done in my life was not eat regularly. And it was just kind of burning oh, wow. my body. So that's one of the first things that I learned right away is maybe before even just determining what it is that I eat is to eat at regular times so that the digestive enzymes and everything can know what to do, you know, rather than me throwing food in it sometimes. And it's just, it wasn't prepped. My body wasn't prepped for it. So that has made a huge difference. That's yeah. That's very interesting. Cause I feel like certain foods are practically like, you know, available and, and we think that they're the right things, but sometimes even the season or the time um, we're not supposed to have it and it's not digesting well within the body. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's also an aspect of it. And I think it's, also fun, like you said, because we're so used to getting whatever we want, whenever we want it. Sometimes we can also be very habitual with what it is that we're eating and our Mm -hmm. body really needs different things. That's something that I've also discovered. Anytime I try to new food that you like that you've now like, 
that you weren't sure you liked before? Um, I really like kitchery. So kitchery is just kind of a rice and lentil type of dish. Mm-hmm. And it's um, been like very filling and kind of like um, good on the digestion for you. Yeah. It's not an all the time thing. So that's also something that I've discovered about myself. You know, sometimes uh, I just need a lot more energy and, and all of that, but it's a very, you know, substantial food, like when I don't want to eat. So for those that may have that, I don't want to, um, it brings in a lot of the different nutrition and is easy to digest. Oh yeah. I like it. What, um, so tell me more about kind of things you've done for your patients and things that have come up that you've, you know, um, that has been helpful for you or for your clients. So one of my favorite or one of my key aspects is, and I think again, it's because I have a lot of stubbornness inside of myself is, um, that I love to work with my clients in creating autonomy inside of them. So where they're essentially they or their body is leading what, where, what, and where it is that we're going. And so, you know, whatever it is that comes up, whether we're going to go down the road of asanas, because that's all, that's all they feel comfortable with, or that we do things like Ayurveda and they hate the mat, all of those types of things, you know, that we approach things the way that they need to, um, And that's been one of my um, favorite things this last winter. I created a course that I call the 7-H figure. And it really is to help people live from their place of happiness, um, you know, health, wholeness, all of those types of things. And they're coming from the inside out. So it's a really fun program in which they come in. I teach them some stuff, but but by mid uh, course, they're dictating the way the course goes and I'm running around trying to find ways to enliven them and and get not inspire because I don't want to be the one that they kind of constantly come back to. I really want to encourage them to create a healthy life for themselves and just discover what, what that means, you know, get them going on their way. And inspire, like they're inspiring them. They're eventually empowering and inspiring themselves. You've been kind of the catalyst into that. Which is yeah. it's just really profound. I mean, that's it's important because I think some people don't even realize that they have the ability to have it within them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I so, certainly uh, find like in any aspect where I'm not like that good at it. Like right now, I have a marketing coach because I'm not that great at it. You know, so having somebody to get me going and and that her whole um, method is very much the same as what mine is. What can we do to get get you comfortable with this so that you just fly and you don't need, you know, you don't need my, to continue to pay over and over again. So, but it's going to be really rewarding to know that you can kind of change that aspect for yourself and you know what I mean? And then, uh, get, you know, make a change. So that's really cool. Um, would you like to let the readers and those listening how they can reach you? Cause I would love for them. Cause I know you have this seven H course coming up and I really love for them to reach out to you and, and connect with you. Yeah. So my website is exploreyoga.health and yoga.health. Okay. mm -hmm, And that would be a great place to go check out and, and you'll find all of my contact on that. Oh, wonderful. What is your um, favorite asana pose and meditative time that you (laughs) Well, I would have to definitely say that my favorite is Shavasana. I, you know, it's just (laughs) one of those things. I love meditation. That was like the the one thing that it was so easy and I love. Um, yes, that one's definitely my favorite. Okay. And how about your, um, 
favorite. So in meditations. Okay. Do you, are you a morning meditator or all throughout the day? I usually do it three times a day. So uh, first thing in the morning and then um, right before I eat and dinner at night and then prior to going to bed. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would love for people to meet you and connect with you because, um, you know, finding these mindful ways, as I tell individuals, it's part of the equation. Do you have a little tip that you'd like to leave the audience or those listening? Yeah, I'd certainly love to remind people how important sleep is. So even if you're not going to get into meditation, just getting good quality sleep um, in Ayurveda, it teaches us that if we sleep between 10 and uh, 6am, that you're going to be utilizing the digestive power of your nervous system to release so many toxins. And they're showing that it helps people lose weight. It is great for the heart. And then it's also, um, getting good sleep is preventing early onset dementia. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sleep is going to have a whole conversation. on. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And I really appreciate your time. I've been going to have more information about you in the show notes, Shivani. It's so such a pleasure having you on and we'll um, touch base again. I'd love to have you on for a webinar and, and talking a little bit about more on Ayurvedic and meditation. All right. Thank you. And thank you so much for what you do. Oh, and thank you and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.